we go. We're here with another installment of the Mecca New York City Basketball Movers and Shakers. I'm Mark Williams, your host right now. And then we also have to my immediate right, your left, I have Kashif Pratt. Um, Kashif Pratt is probably one of uh, New York City culture curators. That's what we're going to call him, a curator. He massages a lot of things <laughs> here in the New York City scene. Uh, welcome to our podcast, Cash. No, thank you, man. Appreciate it's it. been a, a long time. We've been trying to set this long up. Long time coming, long time coming. Uh, for um, our listeners, fans, and whatever the case may be, tell them a little bit about who, who you are and why we at Team Footprints and also New York City consider you one of the big wigs in the culture. Man, I, I ain't no big wig. Um, you know, Kashif Pratt, everybody knows me as Cash. From the Bronx, New York, uh, started out at five years old playing at the legendary Gaucho's Gym. Mm -hmm. Um, met a lot of people there, a lot of friends. Um, growing up, I, I really wasn't even in the clothes. I fucking wore basketball clothes every day, right? I always wanted to go to the gym. I mean, I think I was about 10 years old when I told my dad to teach me how to take the train by myself from, the, from my house to Gaucho's, which was a train. I had to take the six train to 125th Street and then go downstairs or upstairs and take the four. I didn't mess up. How old were you? I was 10. I messed up like two or three times. He told me, he's like, it's okay, you're supposed to mess up. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't want to wait for my dad to have to wake up and take me or get off of work and take me. I wanted to learn at 10 years old how to get on a train. And it's weird, like, you see kids today, 13, 14, don't know how to take the train in New York City. Like, you need to learn how to get around. Right. You know, all my friends, they call me like the, the human GPS because they say, yo, you're the only guy 29 years old don't have a license, never owned a car until yesterday. I got owned a car, I don't have a license, but I say. And you know how to get everywhere without a GPS. And says, you know, growing up, I didn't have a GPS. You know, when we drove around, I looked and I saw. When I was in taxis, I looked and I uh -huh. saw where we were going. You never know, you know, something might happen, you know right. what I'm saying? You know how to get home. So yeah, like you might get a ride, you know how to get a, you need to get a ride. Yo, how do you get home from here? Mm -hmm. I, I give kids rides, you know what I'm saying? If I got people driving, you gotta get your house from here, and they're like, no. And I'm like, wait, how you know how to get to your house? I don't know. And I'd be like, you're 16 years old. Right. So like, they call me the human GPS. So I even try now, like when I go other places, if I'm there longer than three days, I try to use the GPS for the first three days and then stop using the GPS in other figure states just to figure it out and, and just know how to get around. Russell Robinson, George Boy, like, everybody did it for me growing up, so I was always making a return in that favor. A guy named Justin Leonard, he had uh, worked at this company called 9450. They did marketing for Nike, Jordan, Converse. Yep. They also had two magazines, Nine and Bounce. He called me and said, yo, you got to play in school in the He said, all right, I need you to do a photo shoot with all your sneakers. I sent a camera over to your house, take it to the playground, take it to your crib. I did it. He said, yo, what are you doing? I did the photo shoot. He called me and said, yo, would you like to intern at my company? I said, like, what, what is it? What are you doing? He's like, uh, you probably did Nike basketball stuff. He's like, oh, I'll come by. My birthday's next week. I'll come by after It's next to Dwayne. It's Dwayne Reed on Dwayne and Reed Street. I go in the building. Great ass, uh, 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 uh
to find seven gems that we can use for LeBron James, LeBron seven shoes. We're gonna do, we're gonna do like open gym free for kids with seven different gyms around the world. But all right, you need about like two weeks. But all right. First I met Christian Granfield and Joel Smith. They were Nike Eagles, the entry level position at Nike. And their job was to go around to different schools and show them kids sneakers and get feedback. So we're doing all types of clinics and camps and shit. We did the journal 135 and I'm just like, yo, let's get some of the New York guys. I got like Kenny Satisfield, some other guys to do the, 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 the clinics. Uh -huh. Why reach out to fucking trainers and people help? Out the guys who we don't play the game and kids are familiar with. So that shit, that was 2010 summer. You had a young Isaiah Washington, you had a lot of guys in that kid. And it was good. So um, at the World Basketball, I met this guy named Chad Easton. He was like 22. I was 22. So he was like 23 years old. He's like, y'all been working at Nike since I was 21. He's like, you know. I left my junior year and I, I gave up my senior years and I graduated to work at Nike. I'm from Jersey. We know a lot of people. I'm coming to where you are in the I'm coming to work in New York. Let's stay connected. So I would always go to Nike office and take a Right. I got a phone call. That was all of this. I got a phone call in September. I was like, yo, you got a resume? Uh -huh. So it was fun, and Melo was like a crazy great dude. You know, he, he keep it real, talk, 
I did some Nike basketball work, helped them out. So at this point, your name is buzzing amongst yeah. us, the youngins yeah. and the culture as a whole. Yeah, so we did uh, we did some games and uh, we did one here. We did first we did Hunt 20, Hunt 20 and Park, Crackers Black Park, Stanley Bullback Chat and Insulin. We had this thing called Run the Court that we did in Brooklyn with adults where you bring your five, the game is ten. When you stay on, the object of winning is whoever wins the most games in a row. Right, right. So I said, let's bring run the court to practice back with little kids and high school kids. And we can still do adults. It's five courts there. So I had Taj he brought the team. I had Isaiah Washington, Sid, George Tucker, they brought the team. I had Christy King, Robbie, Jose Alvarado, Dave Cole, Ty Cohen, they brought they started five. We rocked out, free food, everything, and uh, it was a start to something. I was like, okay, next year, Kevin Durant shoot was coming out. It was a game at Jackman. I said, let's do uptown first. Oh, first first night. Right. Started the summer. We did that. I remember Katie walking the park. Da da da. I was standing on this side. He got me up. He says. We announced this shit. The game was Saturday. We announced it on Wednesday or Thursday. Streets is going crazy. Shit, King Gong. King Gong is going to be crazy. King Gong is going to be crazy. So we had we had two girls. We had two girls games and two boys games. First girls game was cool. Second one. It was gonna rain that day. Started the boys game fast. First boys game went. Second boys game tipped off. Started pouring. Fuck it. I'm like, man, no disrespect to the women, but should get one girl. Right, right. We the baby finished, so we said, alright, we're gonna postpone to the Tuesday. Everybody who came Saturday and missed out Tuesday was crazy. Davies came through, he's from Harlem. I sat him on the bench with the Harlem team. Jesse Sapp coached one team. Yeah. Al Shepard coached one team. Two Harlem guys, yeah. respected. You know what I'm saying? People complaining, why are they coaching? They're not coaches. I said, we're home. They go coach. I was with the Allen played Isaiah Washington. It, it was crazy. And that's when I was like, you know what? I got something. I left there, went to the juice bar, spot out, you know, I kick it and hang out. Chad, he said, yo, um, I'm switching over to Nike to Jordan. I want you to come over and open the program and I'll turn it to the Right. You know, he said, I want to make it, you know, real, like the spot for New York City. So listen, man, you've always been more mentor to me. So like, I had to decide to, I was making money, doing the Nike stuff in like my own schedule. Mm -hmm. But now this was like a nine to five. Right. And I wasn't big on nine to fives, but it was like, I'm in the gym, watch your head. I can, I can, I can touch the board and just, just fucking get the kids off of me. Right. So I did that. It was good. First day, we had some kids come by. My biggest thing was, you know this from when I brought you there, nutrition. Yep. I hated that kids came to gyms to work out and people cheaped out and ordered them pizza. Yep. 
first go workout. So I ordered them some like chicken wraps, bubble chicken. The kids they they like it. So that was fun. Um, how about the one that showed up for a sunny one? Yeah. So <laughs> we did that. that. That started in September. The summertime came. And Chad wanted to do something different. He said, yo, I want to take 40 seniors from New York and do like a, like a training camp. Get them ready for their senior year. And he was like, yo, we need to get three trainers in. And I was like, I know the right people. Play stat versus kids five on five. We're gonna talk about that. Uh, oh yeah, we made some real highlights. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Chad dunked on somebody. Talik made a kid fall. Yeah. I hit a three. Yeah, that great. Who did that be? It was crazy. Mark beat three kids one on one. <laughs> it was crazy, but it was fun, and the kids got in real work. So you know, like for me, I just felt like it was never a job. Like, I got paid, of course, but it was never like a job. It was like. Melo says something, and it is people don't understand. He says, "Giving back is the rent you pay for living on this earth." And I was just like, "Man, that's real shit." So speaking of that event that we did, that's when I realized you had the culture. Like I knew, you know, on the outside looking in that he was involved in the culture in, the way, shape, in any way, shape, or form. But that's when I realized the impact because all of those. 40, 40 players that were in the gym that particular that, that summer, they worked their ass off. And the, you were like the uh, the principal. When the principal walked into the room, yeah, she got quiet. I had to text them in the morning, call yo. Make sure you hear all that. And, we, and it was top players in there. So at what point did you think that, in addition to you having it then, where is New York City basketball compared compared to other places? And in, in are we still the mecca? I feel like we're always gonna be the mecca. Here's the thing, right? You can start at the top. You start at unlimited basketball. When you think of grown men, you think of the NBA. Yep. Uh, there's more players in the NBA from California than New York. There's more players from Texas. There's more from Florida. Those states are also bigger. Yep. Oh, we we say New York City. City, exactly. Right, so okay. so so you figure. Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Bronx, you can run through all of those in an hour and a half. Yep, yep. Go to Florida and give me an hour and a half radius and tell me if you got more. You yeah. ain't got more. No. It's all right. No disrespect, Florida. California, same way. You go to the Drew League. I've never been to the Drew League. I've seen it. They do great work over there. Right. Man, Gian and Nike, they do big, great stuff. But California has one league. Yep. We have eight, nine, ten leagues. If we say, you know what, we're going to take the passport and go by one league indoors, we are the best league in the country. We will have Pro City 20 years. But guess what? Growing up, we earned our stripes on concrete. The NBA players, when they other states, they don't bounce Right. Regardless. Second, it's expensive as hell to live in New York in the summer. A lot of guys, it's expensive to live in California, but there's so much to do in California. So they do that. I don't live in Vegas. Right. I live in Florida, cheap in Texas. You gotta say this is a this expense is not paid for by the team. Yeah, now here's what I would do. Let's just say I'm Nike, right? And Nike, your job is to work together as a whole. I'm putting a contract, hey listen, I'm gonna pay you Thirty-five million a year. I'm gonna pay you 
2014, man, yeah. What I need to do in the offseason is to hit all the Nike tournaments. Two games in the Drew, man. Yeah, yeah. Two games at, in New York City. I'm gonna need you to go out to DC. I'm gonna need that. Right. We're gonna pay for your housing that week. We're gonna pay for the flight. We're gonna pay for your dinners all that. So now, Nike, the money you're spending in your tournaments, spend that extra. Give those 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 athletes because like I had an NBA player. I'm not gonna say his name. Come, it's like yo, shit, hotel seven hundred. Yeah, he's a millionaire, but it's like yo, hotel for seven hundred a night. Right, right, right. I got five people with me. That's three points. Yep, yep. And I get where they come from. If you're not in that lifestyle, I've been around them, you don't get where they come from. Also, the taxes are crazy. I know one player, I'm not gonna say his name, you know. I was telling him, I said, yo, I made 60000 this year. They hit me for 6000 in taxes. Like, I'm, Do you have a mind? I'm sick. Uh huh. He said, six, he said, shit. My shit. I gotta pay six too. I'm like, sick, that shit. Nigga, you made 1.6 million. I gotta pay 600000 That's it. But like those are like as a as a, a playground fan, you don't you don't think about shit, you don't know that shit. Like motherfuckers got other expenses. So when you see the runs that's on Instagram and all that stuff, these guys are going in different parts of the world. Not, not gonna give anybody no no no, no shout outs like that. Little do they know New York had that. We had Mr. Couch workouts going in my era, and then um, we had so, Nyack runs. So here's the problem. Hours are all indoors, just like they have. So here, here's the problem. We didn't have video cameras. Though. Here, they had video cameras. That was the era when those street balls, those those image was coming to play. Street yep, yep, yep. So they would go in the morning, get their workout, yep. get their running, chill, and at night go play up rock, yep, yep. go play up in dike. Yep. So now it's not a Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think we gotta get to the mecca. We gotta, I'm not saying eliminate unlimited basketball, but when you talk about the mecca, the offense has gotta be on grassroots. Right. The kids, high school down. Who will at some point become hopefully folks. So then we have a long litany of kids that we and have what we in, need, in our system. And here's my thing, and this is what was great at. KD is good. Devin Booker is good. Isaiah Briscoe and Isaiah Whitehead, they're pros. They're great at it. Tyler Ennis is great at it. We have to get more of our guys from the New York and Jersey area. Whether it be NBA overseas, to come back and spend time and get in the gym with these kids and explain to them, or it's a tax write off. Donate to whatever. Take, take, take kids and pay for them to come out to meet you. Yep. Take them to Vegas, take them to Florida. Yep. You get a gym for free. Yep. It's a tax write off. Because they do what they're going to give you And now, what my goal is I want to do, I, I, I want to take. Take kids from New York to a farm country with five NBA guys, and we just work for a week. We just work. You know, I can't pay the NBA guys, but I, I, maybe I can try to pay for the hotel. Right. You know, but like, I just want to, our kids aren't getting enough. And it's not the kids' fault, it's the guys that's not coming. Right, so I remember growing up, there was always a pro around. Always. I'm showing you grew up as always my, a pro. My favorite camp of all time was Stephon Marbury camp. Because Ooh, Bob coming back. Russ, Russ Senior allowed me, Russ Junior, Momo, Parsons, Curtis Kelly to go to Stephon Mulberry camp in the And it was a bunch of kids from Pennsylvania, New 
Jersey, and he took 50 kids from Coney Island to come up free, and we was included in that picture. And Steph showed us everything, discipline, and the cans, and we had fun, and that, that was some of the best times of my life. And I'm so thankful to him and Russell for life. We don't have enough roles that come back and, and really help the kids. You know, it's like, you know, it's the summertime, take my time off. Right. So, like, I tell you, even though he's 22 years old, I said, Briscoe was great at that. And, like, we'll be in the house. He's like, yo, how's, how's it going, dude? He's checking up. You know, all right? I'm going to call him. You know what I'm saying? He'll FaceTime and talk. You know what I'm saying? You know, Javon Quinley. Javon Quinley was an eighth grader. Yes. Javon Quinley might have been a sixth grader. That's it. Seventh grader. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Shut him out. Right, right, right. Which is why. You know what I'm saying? We gotta show love. Like, we got plenty of college coaches that are from New York. They have four or five guys, because those coaches from Texas and DC and all that, they got four or five guys from the area on their team. Right. Now, we not doing that Mike Boyd, he's been at Oklahoma State as a, he's two years as head coach, but four or five as an assistant. He got one there, so they can't get it. But when, when they play in the ball, they send everybody on the tickets. Jim in Florida, it was hard. Hick of New York. Hick of New York. I don't care if we don't win, as long as New York don't win. Yeah, yeah. Now we got New York teams fucking, they want to see the New York, other New York team lose to the Florida team so they can say we're the best team in New York. Fuck that. Are we going to get better? I don't think we get better until the, the, the powerful adults go to dinner one night and just figure this shit out. And it's, and, it's, and it's sneaker companies aside, right. agents and all that shit aside, no money being paid involved. Wow. Those gonna come together and say, how do we make this shit And that's why we are the Mecca. It's Chief Pratt. He's a coach of curator. New phrase. Don't get your friend. The copyright is curator. It's a t shirt. Coach of curator. Oh, we out.